Ladies and gentlemen, he's the samurai of student ministry, the networking ninja, a Jedi master of church budgets, the beast from the southeast, the next-gen nerd himself, CJ! And I was like, we've got to do an episode on this. So you're gonna, it's, it's, it's gonna be a treat. He really loves Multiple Man, and I think by the end of the show, you might as well. And if you like the content, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and uh, leave us a comment below so we know that you're there listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars in a review that helps others to find our podcasts. And uh, if you're listening anywhere else, thank you for listening or watching anywhere else. Thank you for watching. If you head over to nextgennerd.com, you can also share any of these episodes with your friends on social media, uh, or you can share our videos on YouTube as well at nextgen underscore nerd. So um, before we jump into the interview, uh, we're going to talk about what I've been reading, watching, playing, those kind of things, uh, what I've been enjoying. And I'm looking for some uh, co-hosts for these episodes. So if I mention something that you're really excited about or you've enjoyed and you want to be on the show, just let me know. You can send me an email. Uh, nextgennerdpodcast at gmail.com or you can leave us a comment on any of our, our um, socials or any of our uh, places where we post these things, so YouTube so on and so forth, so uh, just let me know if you would like to be a co-host on one of these topics. So first reading, uh, my reading has slowed down lately, for those that don't know uh, I resigned from uh, the church that I work at and I'm going to be teaching at the middle school my daughter goes to in the fall and so I've been studying for a certification test. And so that's kind of taken a little bit of a back seat, but I passed that test. So I'm excited to, to move forward and get back to reading really fun stuff. And so I've been reading a lot of single issues of comics. My brother got me a subscription where I get uh, 11 comics every month, and it's been fantastic. So I've been really enjoying those. Uh, one of the highlights, or a couple of the highlights, I really enjoyed because they were a departure from their typical setting. So these are superhero groups that you're probably aware of, superhero groups that you may have even read comics of, but it's told in a different way, which I enjoy those. I enjoy crossovers and things like that, and so it's no shocker that I would enjoy these. The first uh, is Justice League Death Metal. Now, I guess there was at some point a whole series of Death Metal. It, it was off my radar. It must have been either before I started reading comics or there was a gap where I had stopped reading for a while, and so it may have been in there. Um, but the Justice League issue that I was reading, uh, it looks like it's set in the future, but it's a fantasy uh, setting. So, like, it follows Nightwing, but instead of him, you know, being in Gotham, he's riding a mechanical horse and fighting with swords. And so uh, it's it's kind of neat. It's, it's set in the future, but not. It's, it's like a, a roll back if you will. And so I asked a couple of my comics buddies, including uh, Todd Turner, has anybody enjoyed this? And he said that he thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm going to have to get more of these because I'm really excited. Uh, there's a couple of characters that I'm not as familiar with that were kind of played a key role in here, one of them being um, Detective Chimp. And so I'm looking forward to reading that and learning more about Detective Chimp. So I'll have to find the whole series and read the whole series because that's who I am. And I'm sorry, but I'll have to read all of it. So uh, that's one. Uh, And the other, I'm actually still reading the first issue. It's Marvel Legacy. 
uh, or legacies, and it looks like it's also set primarily in the past. And what's really interesting is I'm, I'm reading this, and it's a group of heroes set way in the past, and they're fighting uh, a celestial. And if you've watched all the Marvel movies, the Eternals has a celestial in it, and I think they're getting ready to bring more of those in, these giant mechanical creatures that create and destroy planets. But I'm watching these characters, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's um, uh, it's Odin. It's not Thor. It's Odin, and he's fighting alongside these others. And I'm recognizing little bits and pieces of these heroes. And then um, it like jumps to the future, and I realize as they start listing out what these characters were, I'm realizing these are like the I'm trying to find the right word, like the uh, the initial. Um, like the initial person who held these different roles or uh, like a prototype or uh, a predecessor, but it's uh, Odin instead of Thor. There's this ancient Black Panther, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's an ancient Ghost Rider. So it follows um, uh, uh, Ray's, Robbie Ray's, Raymond Ray's. Anyways, um, uh, Ghost Rider a little bit in the present, but there's like this ancient Ghost Rider and it has Agamotto. And if you recognize that name, the Eye of Agamotto is what Doctor Strange wears on his chest, and so this is like one of the first Sorcerer Supremes, if not the first Sorcerer Supreme. And there's another couple characters in there as well. And so these are like like the Avengers in prehistoric times or whatever. And so I'm interested to, to finish reading this to see how that works out. And again, it's a different setting, it's a different look, uh, but familiar characters. And so I'm really interested in kind of jumping into that. Um, I think I'm going to enjoy that one as well. As far as books go, I mentioned I've been studying for a uh, test, and so haven't really had a whole lot, but I did finally finish Six of Crows, which is like a fantasy Ocean's Eleven. There's a heist involved and uh, heroes and things like that, and so um, I finished that, enjoyed that, uh, looking forward to, there's a few books that I've got on my stack that I'm going to start reading through, um, but Six of Crows is really good. It was on one of those lists of like 10 sci-fi books or 10 fantasy books that you have to read, and so I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'll go ahead and read it, and it was it was good. It was good. Um some of the things that I enjoyed about it, uh, again, I, I like I like character development. I like having uh, a whole team that you're kind of looking at and learning about. And um, uh, I also really like heist movies and other movies where there's twists and turns and you get to the end and you go, oh, this is what they were doing. Oh, this is what was going on here. And there's plenty of that because this is a heist book. So if you like heist books, uh, check it out. Uh, finally, the last thing that I've been reading, uh, I've been doing... <laughs> So it's, it's summertime, so I'm having my kids read, and I encouraged my son Zeke to read The Time Machine, the great illustrated classics version. It's an abridged version, one that I read when I was about his age and loved it. And so he and I have kind of read pieces of that together, and I've been asking him his thoughts on it. So I've been doing that, and now I'm reading Swiss Family Robinson with my son Asher. So I've got a whole stack of these great illustrated classics that take you know, 600-page books and put them in 150 book pages, and half those pages are pictures. So... Um, I've enjoyed reading those. Looking forward to reading more of those in the near future. Uh, watching. See, I've been watching. Uh, I, I watched this a while back, but I didn't mention it, and so I wanted to, to bring it up. I've finished uh, season two of Sweet Tooth, and um, it's about a virus that comes uh, and starts to like wreak havoc on the world. And at the same time, these animal-human hybrid children start coming, and so they get blamed because they're different, and so they get blamed as being the cause of this virus. Um, and yeah, it just kind of follows the main character, Sweet Tooth, who's a uh, a deer human hybrid who's different than the rest as he's trying to find his family. It's a really dark series. So if you're like, oh, that sounds interesting, it is really interesting. And I, I really enjoyed the storytelling. Uh, season three is coming out eventually. We're, you know, just finished season two. Um, 
but it's very dark. It's very dark, and there's some things that might, you know, you know, trigger warning might be a little much for you. Um, but it was really good storytelling and a lot of really great characters and character development and, and arcs and growth. Growth is a big thing for me. If I can see the growth of a character, uh, it's really good, really good. So um, if you want to check it out, it's on Netflix. Um, and then uh, speaking of dark and uh, creepy, uh, <laughs> I also uh, finally got around to watching The Last of Us, which is a post-apocalyptic kind of a take on a zombie, uh, the zombie genre, but it's not a virus or voodoo. Uh, it's a fungus that infects people, and so it adds some unique twists to what's going on and how the zombies can find them and things like that. And as is the reason why post-apocalyptic is probably some of my favorite um, pieces of literature, as some of my favorite pieces of literature is that uh, the apocalypse is just a setting. You know, it's not really the villain, and the great storytelling comes from illuminating who the true villain is, and it's the other humans that are clawing for some sense of normalcy or for power or for whatever. Uh, that it's not the monsters; the real monsters are you and I. And so, I don't know why that that interests me like it does, but it really does. This this idea, this commentary on humans are not primarily good. Like, we have this sinful nature in us that corrupts, and when it seems like there is this void of authority, so the world falls apart, there's no more police, it is really interesting that with this void of authority, our true nature comes out. And for the vast majority, they're, they're just trying, they're, they're selfish, and they try to get theirs. Now, you may disagree with me on my take on that, that's okay. I uh, still appreciate you listening, uh, and would love to have a conversation about that. But that's, that's kind of what is happening here. And there are rays of light, which are the heroes in these stories. But even still, especially in this story, the hero still has all these flaws they're dealing with. And, um, and it still is not a good person in the ultimate sense of the word. Now there's growth and arc and all those things. That's what I enjoy in a story. But um, really enjoy those. Really enjoy those. Finish that. Uh, I've got several other things that I'll be talking about as I finish the series. But I don't want to jump in too soon and say, oh, I really loved it, and then get halfway through and go, oh, but it was terrible in the second half. So we'll have some more of those in a uh, future episode. Uh, finally, the last thing I've watched, uh, last night Carrie and I finished Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves. I know, finally. Uh, but we got it, watched it, enjoyed it. There's a lot of Easter eggs and um, and nods to Dungeons & Dragons in there. It was a much better adaptation of Dungeons & Dragons than any of the other movies that I've seen that have got that title attached to it. So if you uh, enjoy Dungeons & Dragons and you haven't watched it yet, go ahead and get your free month of Paramount Plus and watch it because it's streaming on there. Um, But no, it was neat because we watched that and also my kids have been wanting to do character sheets and go through some adventures and so we're going to use that as a springboard to sucker Carrie into playing as well. So she can play as well and it'll be a, it'll be a good time. So those are the things that I have been watching and kind of playing with Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, other things I've been playing, I've jumped back into Fortnite. I know uh, I'm, I'm a man, a grown man playing a child's game, uh, but I am barreling towards level 100, uh, looking forward to unlocking Optimus Prime and having that skin. Uh, it is a really good distraction for 30 minutes in the afternoon just to kind of decompress. It's been, it's been really enjoyable. Um, so I've been been enjoying that. Other than that, I've uh, been playing, like I said, a lot of Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, don't forget, you can catch our game on Hearth & Hammer, either on YouTube or on Twitch. You can catch those episodes there. Uh, and this last episode, we, we had a, this last session, we had a really great time. Really great time, so I'm excited to see uh, what happens next, which we've got a game tonight. So looking forward to, to that as well. Uh, if you 
want to share what you've been nerding out about or have recommendations, things you want me to read, watch, play, I would love those. Uh, again, you can send me an email to nextgennerdpodcast at gmail.com or comment anywhere where you can find a place to comment. Or if you know me, you can get a hold of me probably by a number of other methods. Do so. Uh, I would love to hear what you're enjoying and uh, share in that with you. But for now, it's time for the interview, so let's get nerdy. Well, hey, guys, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm here with Matt Warmbier from LTN. And uh, I got a chance to hang out with Matt and Bubba in Orlando. And mm, this yeah. episode was kind of birthed out of a conversation there where I said, I don't get multiple man. Like, I don't understand it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand the appeal. Uh, and so I said, you know, tell me about it. And after our conversation, I added like six multiple man books to my wish list. Like, all right, you did. I, I, oh I, my I did. gosh, I did. Like, it, I, I, it I freaking worked. It did it did so? Uh, and and that's one of the things <laughs> that I love about doing these is when they're topics that I'm not as familiar with. When people tell me like why I love these things, I go, well, I think I might love those things. I think mm -hmm. I might enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to jump into multiple man in a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. But for right now, I just want our, our listeners to know a little bit more about who Matt Warmbier is. So so tell us about yourself. Uh, tell us about, um, aside from LTN, something great mm -hmm. that's going on in life right now, uh, and then some nerdy interests you might have. And if you forget like where I'm at, I can remind you these questions. Okay, but, yeah. Hey, uh, Matt Warmbier. Uh, yeah. I'll talk more about LTN later, but I'm one of the founders and the CEO of, of it. Uh, I have five children and a wife. My oldest child is almost 15. My youngest just turned six, so... We kind of spread the gamut there, and we have a house full of nerds. So uh, it's probably part of my own doing. I, I'm I, I, actually I know it is my own doing, uh, just as how like how nerdy they are. But um, more recently, the nerdy things that we've all been enjoying together is while I was at PAX East in Boston uh, just a little while ago, a month ago or so, two months ago, um, I was able to pick up the Ninja Turtles game Shredder's Revenge. Okay, now this came out like probably a year ago. It's been out for a while, but I hadn't picked it up yet. And I'm a big Ninja Turtles fan. I feel like that could be a whole other episode. Like that was like my first like thing I was really into. Well, have you, have you read the last Ronin? Oh, I, oh, absolutely. Okay. It was so, so good. Well, so this, good. Maybe right now it's me, Bubba and Todd Turner. I would love to have, and Matt Warmbier on that okay. episode. Okay. So we'll, 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 oh we'll man. Yeah. Okay. I, then I'm not going to like, I, I love this. So I picked up this game <laughs> and the cool thing is it's on the switch and you could play up to six players. Like, how many like beat them nice. ups? Like it's nice. If you've played any of the old Ninja Turtles games, like you would love this one. Like the whole side scroller arcade style, just hit the foot soldiers, make it through the level, like do your special abilities. My yeah. six year old can play it. My eldest can play it. Nice. So good. We love nice. it. Nice. So uh, there's right behind the screen, I have a, a, a custom arcade cabinet that's got a retro pie in it. And basically, oh. the only game that we've played on that at length were the old Ninja Turtle side-scrollers. Like, we played those all the time, four people oh, around it. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, those games are so fun. Shredder's Revenge. And the one I picked up, it looked like it, because it was, it was made by Limited Run. It's a company that takes, like, old games and, like, reproduces them and, like, puts them in special cases. It looks like it, it's in a, v, it's a VHS case. Mm. Like, it looks like it's a VHS tape. So when you pull it out, like, the games there, there's a steel book inside. So cool. But the game is even better. So having, like... My six-year-old be able to like keep up with us and just continue to like to spam buttons, and we're all trying to make it to this level. It's been very good. So we playing. I've been playing that with them, nice. uh, and really enjoying it. So, yeah, nice, very nice, very nice. Um, so uh, 
yeah, a lot of good stuff there. And yes, I'm so I I can't even think about this episode now. I'm excited about the Ninja Girls episode that's coming. But <laughs> I'm sorry. that's okay. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, so so very cool, very cool. Uh so like I said, we were walking around City Walk in Orlando, waiting that's what it's called, yes. The hour and a half wait time for cowfish for us to go and have dinner because I didn't make a reservation because why would I do that? That's that requires you know, planning. It rained like crazy. It yeah. Was, like I had crazy. a small shower while yes. I was there. Yes. Uh, which funny enough, I went, so I went back to universal a couple weeks ago with my daughter and it was her end of the year field trip and it was pouring down rain. And by principle, I was like, I'm not buying a poncho. I'm not buying a poncho. I'm not buying a poncho. <laughs> I'm not buying a poncho. And like, we're starting to get more and more wet mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like, I'm now I'm getting a little concerned. Mm-hmm. And so we made our way into a shop. I paid for these ponchos. We opened the package. We put them on, and it oh, stopped raining. Of course, yeah. The rest you of want the a, day, a the mini sun underneath. Now, like you'd be wet underneath, let the sun just <laughs> bake you. Uh, and I asked my daughter, I go, should we throw these away now? And she goes, no, it'll start raining again. I go, you're right, it will. Yeah. If we throw these, you away. better bring those back next time too. Like, oh, oh it rained so much. They're, they're in the there. trunk. They'll go everywhere Good. I go from now on. Wherever, wherever, wherever I go. <laughs> so, but we were talking about uh, possible episodes and. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you're a big Multiple Man fan because uh, you've worn the shirt in the, that you're wearing right now. I've seen it several mm-hmm. times. I've seen you yep. post several times about it. Uh, people are typically uh, almost picking on you about it. Uh, Todd Turner just posted two Multiple Man Funko Pops right next to each other. Which I know. Are, are you ready to take the plunge now? Now that you know there's there's multiple Multiple Man. I asked. I asked <laughs> and I said, are those real? Because I have in the past looked Bubba, uh, CEO, founder of Love That Nerd. He is like, what would it take to get you into pops? And I was like, nothing. He's like, what about multiple man? I was like, I don't think there, I don't think so. And I looked just to make sure there weren't any. And the ones that Todd had, those were a custom, those were custom made. There's no official you. multiple man you. yet. Okay. So as of now, I still have zero pops and I will still continue to have <laughs> zero pops until the day comes because I just have, it's a, it's a minor problem with the amount of multiple men, like little figures I have, because if I find them, I'll get them. Cause you know, there's multiple of them. I feel like you have to have all of them, right? Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, And with multiple men, I think he's a character where you might be able to actually attain all of them. You know, I mean, if it was Wolverine, I'd be like, okay, dude, you need a second house for the Wolverine figure. Well, and here's the thing about multiple man is I can't, no, I couldn't attain them all because I would need all that were ever made. Like of <laughs> one, like I need all the pops that were made. I need all the Marvel Legends action figures that were made. I need all the hero clicks that were made because like you just need them all because he can multiply himself. Like why not have 10 of the same okay. one? Okay, so we're going to get into the meat of this in a little bit. No, 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 but check it out. So what <laughs> if what you need is to find one that you really like that they made a bunch of them, and you need to okay. buy all of that specific one to set up a scene of 67 of these multiple men on your table. Okay, only 67. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm assuming they would make more than 67. If they made more than 67, that'd be crazy. Um, But so whatever that is, either you, you pick one and you go, this is, and they, and they pose them, and you could get mm-hmm. like different accessory hats to put on them or whatever mm-hmm. else. Okay. Yeah, sell, think, I'm I'm sold. I just need to find the the one I want. The right one. The right one. You just got to find the right one. That's it. Okay. Um. Sorry. It's, I, I'm, no, I'm but it's also that. like everyone else who likes Multiple Man wants to do the same thing, so they end up like jacking up all the prices on all these things. So like, well, I guess I'm just gonna get one because I only want to spend fifteen dollars for one. Mm, um. I'm a a a equal access nerd. I have plenty. I'm not really going for a complete collection of anything. It would be crazy for me to try. Crazy for me to try. Well, so yeah, a smattering. A smattering. <laughs> uh, listen, so uh, last last tangent, and then we'll jump into the meat of this. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm doing um, uh, Hearth and Hammers Dungeons and Dragons Twitch stream on Tuesday nights. And mm-hmm. 
uh, two of the guys play Star Citizen. Have you ever heard of Star Citizen? I have, I have not. It's I guess it's an open environment spaceship game. I guess is like the, okay. the short whatever. Both of these guys are pretending or at least acting like they've literally spent ten thousand dollars on software only for this game. No, like and, and, and for real. Listen, one of them was talking about a class action lawsuit against the company because he needed to get his money back, and he got two thousand back. But that was that was going to be have to be enough. Like so, I I say that to say the next time Aaron like when Carrie brings it up, like did you really need that? I go no, but I didn't spend ten thousand dollars on a video. Okay, game. I will say that good, yeah. <laughs> good coming. Hey, at least I didn't spend everything we have. Like that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Wow, I don't even want to actually know how much I've spent on specific <laughs> like uh, tabletop board games like i'm i've spent a lot of money oh, and i don't oh, want to get on into a it. category on a category i'm sure but this is on a specific game yeah and uh, in-game content and kickstarter backers and all kinds of things like the amount of money that they spent on this one they both said was in the 10k range i think uh, aaron would kill me I, yeah same 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 <laughs> um so, wow. Multiple Man, back to the conversation. I yes. asked you, why do you like Multiple Man? And the explanation you gave was uh, of such content and caliber that I then added several Multiple Man books to my list uh, mm, to read. Uh, and I, I, I'm i really excited. I'm excited a- about digging into that now. Again, I bought several comics recently, so mm-hmm. I can't buy them right now. I have to wait Which a little absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Some, uh, something to look forward to. Yes. Todd Turner is on my case about finishing Birthright, so we can do an episode of Birthright because it's a fantastic <laughs> series as well. So uh, it is in the queue. Uh, but I want to know from Maddie's mouth, mm-hmm. why do you love Multiple Man? That. Is a really great question. And we had this conversation weeks ago when I was in Orlando and months ago, whatever it was, a long time. Yes. And I got to thinking more about it. And I was like, what exactly is it that drew me to this character originally? Because I've always really been into like the X-Men camp. Like X-Men were always my first love in comics. Like right. that's where I went. Now, multiple man, he was never on my radar. Like to me, he was a throwaway character in a lot of ways. Like you didn't really know much about him. He'd show up, he might die. You know, he'd throw, he'd throw in a quick like joke, didn't know anything about him. And then this whole house of M and decimation thing happened in the Marvel universe where there were no more mutants. And this is back when I pretended like I had disposable income. And I say, I pretended like, I think I sold a lot of plasma in order to buy comics and hero clicks in order to like, you know, fuel my uh, passion for these. And my thought was like, okay, this is a really good jumping on point for a lot of these books that I never got into. And one of them was X factor. And I looked at these characters and I was like, okay, there's a multiple man. There's uh, it looks like M from uh, generation X is in there. Uh, Siren Wolf's Bane. I'm like, I don't know hardly anything about these characters. So I think I ended up skipping the first three issues of that just because I was like, I have to be thoughtful. And I ended up finding like the first three issues kind of like bound together, uh, like in one of those like collectors, like, hey, you maybe missed out, jump into this. And I was like, right, right. okay, 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 okay. I'm going to pick it up and just see. And I read it and I was like, oh, okay, well, who writes? Peter David writes this. Peter David's pretty well known in a lot of nerddoms. And I was like, okay. And I read it and I was like, well, what the, this is not at all what I expected. And the more I got to read, I was like, you're starting to like love these characters. And what I like, what jumped out about multiple man is like during this, this period of my life, like, and I, I mean, I even could say it's still the kind of the same as like 
I was working a full-time job that I was, I was a manager of a Starbucks. And like, if you've ever been a manager, anyone listening has ever been a manager of like some type of retail, like, you know, you're scheduled for 40 hours, but it's never 40 hours. Like you might work a full day, start driving home and they're going to call you back as someone called in six. So I felt like very like pulled towards that had a very small growing family. I think at that point, I think we had four kids and all of them were under eight, seven, like Mm. very young ages. So, uh, that I was, you know, working in a ministry, uh, trying to be involved in my church and what I like kind of could see myself like the multiple, multiple man character is, um, being pulled in a lot of different directions. Mm. And he's able to like, to dupe himself, make more of himself in order to get these things done. I was like the, the idea of that, like this life model decoy being able to like send out work mat to go work and send out church mat to go do church. And this mat can hang out with family and do that thing. So like that number one appealed to me, but the more you kind of read into like this X factor series, the more you can see like the multiple like the great thing about his character is you can hear his inner like monologue. And you can also can then see what he's saying to his friends and his coworkers at, at X factor. Like, he's always making these jokes and he's making people laugh and he's making people like feel welcome and included. And like that resonated with me. But then also you get these inner thoughts of like how like sad he is and mm. beat up and overworked and depressed and like not feeling things are going right. So like the combination of all that, like I'm a pretty funny guy, but I also kind of wonder like how much am I just kind of masking it right. to like, you right. can't see me because I'm making jokes. You can't see me because I'm making jokes. Like that really resonated with me. And so being able to like dig into that character and seeing how much like I'm kind of doing the same thing. Maybe I can't dupe myself, but like I may as well be the amount of directions I'm going, trying to make people happy and right. laugh and right. do, do yeah. the right things. So um, like reading through the series and like, obviously it's a superhero book and there's like, you know, they're fighting a monster this week and I'm not fighting necessarily a monster, but like being able to see his character development and like the story they brought, like from the beginning of the end, like there is an end to that book and you do see multiple man and other stuff. It's, it's never been quite the same multiple man for me. I'd never feel like they quite get him right. Hmm. Um, but in that story arc from like one to, they did a weird thing with the, with the numbers. I got to like, 50 and then they jumped to like close to 200 because they were jumping back into old x factor numbers it's confusing there's Mm. probably like 75 books total maybe maybe 80 Um, but in that run like you really get to see his character development and how he sometimes it says forget it and like just does what he wants to do instead of like trying to please everyone and not that i'm saying like you know forget everyone but like being able to actually like have a voice for himself instead of like being able to make jokes and like jokes are good i like jokes still like but being able to like really be who he, who he feels like he is instead of masking mm. it. So uh, with all of that, like I was just blown away. And so like, I kind of like had latched onto this character that no one really knows a lot about. Like if I say Jamie Madrix, they're like, most people are like, who I'm like, Oh, multiple man. Like, Oh, you know, from X, X three, right. That guy who <laughs> like, exactly made more of himself. And I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was an X three, but like, was he any good in X three? Yeah, he made copies of himself. Like, did he cut a joke up? Yeah, he cut a joke up, probably. But like, honestly, he was a forgettable character to me. Like, right, right. I, you, you asked me the question. I'm like, what did he do in that? Like, he made copies of himself. He he worked with Magneto. Like, oh, what else did he do? So, yeah, it's not like a character most people latch onto. But I, but with all of that story that they brought in his like perspective and ideas, and mm. like even him going out and like finding dupes he didn't know about, like. One guy's a pastor. One guy's a cop. One guy's like just a family guy. Like 
oh, like this is like really bringing it all the light. So, mm. and so with with Multiple Man, when mm-hmm. he, uh, I did a little research on on his history and his creation and all those things. So, for those that are not familiar, uh, he creates duplicates of himself. Whatever those duplicates learn, skills, mm-hmm. memories, feelings, whatever else, uh, when they are resorbed, uh, mm-hmm. when they are when they're brought back together, um, he retains all that knowledge, all those experiences. Yes. Um uh and there was I can't remember now what the there was a negative to it, but I can't remember what it was that was that was about that, but I can't remember like was it if he was injured or if Yeah. So if, if one was like injured or died, like he felt it to like it was him like not that he would just die but like the pain was very great i want to say too that it had something to do with one of the viruses that removed their abilities that if he resorbed that that he also res- so there was one that he wouldn't bring back in because it had been infected by some virus or something that may be right yeah there's some like some diseases that he couldn't heal most of the wounds if he brought back a wounded dupe that's what you mm-hmm. go dupes i've mentioned that a couple of times the word um but he could typically like it would it would be a, a heal like you could heal it you'd be fine he wouldn't have any effects from it but like sometimes the viruses he couldn't bring back in because it would mess up everyone or right. had the potential to mess up everyone so uh so there was that i also thought it was interesting that he is wasn't actually classified as a mutant because his abilities presented at birth that uh right. that when the you know when the doctor went to to spank his hiding to make him cry that he mm-hmm. duplicated yeah. because that, that yep. kinetic energy is what caused him to yep. duplicate yeah, it's um, one of the few mutants who has like the at, mutants who have at the at birth mutation. So I I can't even think of any other ones right now. Uh, Nightcrawler's guess, one. Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler, yeah. But but again, yep. Nightcrawler was was half blood with uh, Azrael anyways, and so right. it, it was likely that was what was presenting itself rather than his mutation. And that might be all part of like the Fallen Angels story arc that I read one time. But like he's considered a like I think Multiple Man and siren and uh nightcrawler all part of these fallen angel like group um yep. so yeah. so uh so that was interesting also you're talking about the uh kind of detective agency bent mm-hmm. that that first book you were reading kind of took yeah. that idea that that they were solving crimes which i i thought was very interesting especially given his abilities with dupes and being able yeah. to uh, yeah definitely things. something that I, I hadn't read before because most of my x-men years were now we're going to go fight Sinister and he's bad and he's doing stuff. Now we're going to go get Apocalypse and he's bad. And he's just like, this is like, <laughs> hey, let's solve these mysteries. Like what's right. going on with this girl? Where'd this person go? Like, and obviously it did like lead back into like Monster of the Month, Monster of the, you know, yep. arc yep. Yep. Um, and things like that. But like, it was definitely a different take on like, mm. hey, we're just a legitimate business here trying to like <laughs> make a living. We're not trying to like, you know, uh, find Mr. Sinister or necess- you know, eventually spoilers, but like things happen. Right, um, right. But yeah, it definitely was a different take. And I think that's why I didn't initially like, I don't know, I wasn't interested at first, but then it definitely brought me in and uh, totally different. Great stuff. Very nice. So you're mentioning the idea of being being pulled in multiple directions. You know, mm-hmm. as a as a pastor, I feel the same way. Uh, mm-hmm. I had this conversation with our personnel committee recently that you know there's a lot that goes in there, and how that um, is what drew you to that character. Uh, it made me wonder why the Hulk was my favorite character at first. I don't know if it was that I was a little tiny ball of rage that was trying to you keep rage that out. out. Maybe. That was it. That was Smash it. everything. So, um, so let's say someone was interested in uh, in learning more about Multiple Man. What are some great entry points for them, uh, comic wise? Yeah, I would get into the X Factor beginning of X Factor. You can find that fairly easily now. I think it was called Decimation. Uh, it's like a, I think it's one through six. You can just get like a pretty good um, 
beginning. I think back then there were only 198 mutants total and there were no new births. So there will eventually be birth in X factor. You'll see no spoilers there necessarily. Uh, but like that would be a really good spot to be able to figure out if this is a character you would also enjoy. I think for me, that's what drew me in. Like just those, I think it's six issues in that first big volume. Okay. Um, but absolutely there, there are like some other standalone multiple man stories. And I know that Peter David did like a, a six part mini that ended up launching into what X factor is about multiple man. Um, you could read those, but I really think X factor is where to go. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, Not X factor two. There's another one that came afterwards that he is around for totally different. Okay. Don't, don't get crazy, okay? So Cold not stuff. X Factor 2. Not or whatever it's called. It's very colorful, like yellow, red, or blue, like covers that have it. Um, that came out probably 10 years or so after it ended, the original one ended. Uh, it's different, totally different. I didn't okay. like it. Okay. Uh, and you mentioned, uh, just to make sure there's nothing else there, you mentioned uh, him in X3. And so what did they get wrong then with him in X3? You mentioned some things that they got right. What is it that you go, I really feel like they missed out on this I just conversation. Don't, yeah, I don't think they gave him enough screen time, which is weird. I know he was a minor character, but you just didn't really get to, you, you didn't get his inner thoughts, really. You didn't really get to, like, you didn't get his humor very much. Like, he was just kind of annoying. To me, yeah, he like, was smarmy. Was, he was really smart. Yeah, like he just yeah. like he he played a role of like, hey, we need a person to take out an army. Oh, good thing we have this one guy. We just broke out of jail. He also is an army when he makes himself. And like, I can't honestly, I can't think of anything else he did in that except just like he maybe stood in the background. Didn't they like take him away to prison again? Maybe after they captured him, sure. it's something like they didn't do anything with him. So like he was there. He was a fill-in character. He multiplied. That's honestly like the extent of what you got with him. Right. And you're like. Oh, that's a multiple man. They got him again. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So they could have done so much more. And I know that there were talks of making a multiple man movie uh, a few years ago with James Franco as like the, the lead. And I would have been okay with that. Yeah. But then I like was looking forward today. I was like, did anything happen? Like, have they canceled that officially? I've not seen anything. Like they just stopped talking about it. I don't know if like, you know, 2020 happened and people were like, well, we'll just have to cut some things here. And that's one of the things we just won't mention anymore. I got you. So um, speaking of a, a uh, movie or a TV show, uh, let's yeah. say that you were making a pitch for a mm -hmm. multiple man. Uh, it could be either movie or TV show, however you want to do this. It could be a, uh, you know, a, a long form <clears throat> series on a network or it can be a, you know, limited series on, on a streaming platform. But what is your pitch? What is your pitch? Who are you casting for the show? Um, oh, hero, villain, whoever, whoever you want to, whatever you want to cast. Uh, this is your chance, man. This is your chance. Yeah, I know. And I, like, this is like, you gave me a list of questions before. <laughs> and like, this is the one that hung me up so bad because like, <laughs> I was thinking through like, who would be the best multiple man? Who would, who would it be? And like, and then I saw the whole thing about James Franco. And I was like, okay, well, I can see it kind of looks like a multiple man. Like he kind of has that weird humor as well. But then my brain kept going back to Spider-Man two and Spider-Man three, the old Tobey Maguire ones. I'm like, do I want that as my multiple man? I don't know if I do or not. And then my brain went to, um, uh, I can't think of his real name, Abed from, from community. That yeah, character, yeah, yeah. like he, like he has that funniness. He has that like wittiness. He has that snarkiness. Like maybe he doesn't fully look like you know the multiple man from the comics, but I think they could really pull it off with him as long as I didn't see him as Abed from Community because I know he was in the show on Apple TV about um, basically World of Warcraft 
development game. I, I can't remember what the show is called, but he's in that one. I'm like, I just keep seeing Abed from Community. I'm like, that's Abed. He's different now. He swears more in this show. <laughs> but I think like he he would be good. And as far as like the the pitch goes, like I think we have enough hack and slash beat up the boss of the week, like mm-hmm. Marvel shows. And I think people kind of have some fatigue with like just that whole mentality. Like, oh, we got this big bad. Now we gotta go beat the big bad. And maybe right. we, like we build up, you know, movie by movie to get to this big bad. But I would, I really would love to see some type of detective, like X factor show where like they're just solving a mystery. And maybe there is a greater arc that they're working towards, but mm. the most shows I've been enjoying recently are just like, we don't know what's going on, but we are going to find out together. Okay. Like being able to work to that. So, um, I, I would love that. And I think that there have been enough good, like nerd sphere movies and TV shows that have come out recently that this could really work out. So if you're listening, Mr. Marvel or Mr. Fox, like let's really sit down and talk. Okay. Like how's this going to work? Well, let's just read, let's read X factor together and let's work this out. Okay. All right. Hear me out. Okay. We're going to massage this a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's say that um, uh, Nelson and Murdoch hire whatever agency uh, he works for as a private investigator. Oh, okay. Tie in, you Mm -hmm. know, and so he's, Mm -hmm. he's doing that. Uh, Who would be good assets for him to have as part of a private investigative detective uh, agency? Who, who do you think would be a good good people to pair for a team. Oh man. That's good. I, well, I mean, I think we obviously need multiple man. Like that's a, that's a given. Yep. I think, I think having M from X factor M's kind of a no nonsense. Uh, it's Marie saying Croy, but they call her M. She has like superpower. She can fly super strong. Think like a roguelike character without the, okay. the power ceiling, but she's like really a no nonsense, like really keeps Jamie in line um not messing around like okay you telling all these jokes like i'm not going for like let's just get the job done so i think that would be a good pair to kind of like balance the two of them out but i also think bringing in like a wolf spain character might be kind of weird because you're like is that a werewolf kind of like (laughs) being able to like rage out like when you need to having this like uh short fuse short temper character that can like just hey you're not messing around and jamie is like in this middle of like trying to like navigate you know, these emotions and yeah. like make the jokes, but he's also hurting inside. Um, but in the same boat, you'd have like Layla Miller, who, if you've read X factor, she's just this little girl who knows stuff. Is she a mutant? She says she's not, but she just knows things. So having like this, like this other character, where you just like, you don't, you're there. They're the wild card. You don't know okay. what they know, how they know it, what they, how they get about things. Like it's great. Honestly, like most of the cast from, from the book, like I would bring those in because like they all, play so well together like siren she's hit and miss for me she's fine not wasn't my favorite character in the book okay. but like i think the 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 combination of like those four characters maybe bring in richter richter has no powers during decimation he's just like lonely and like wants friends and he used to have powers and now he feels weird and what's he gonna do now um bringing in like this kind of like could potentially be these side stories into it like well now we need to help richter like he's just down and he needs a purpose mm-hmm. in life so okay uh, i like it I like it. Who, uh, if there was an, a, a a big arc where there was someone that was kind of behind several of these mysteries, who would you want to be oh, the, uh, the villain? 
Just for season uh, one. Season two can be someone else, but for season okay, one. Okay, just for season one. Yeah. Um, goodness. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, if there's anyone that jumped out from the books, but I think like as a, as a full season, I can see Sinister trying to mess with people. I, I kind of made a joke about Mr. Sinister earlier, but he just hasn't been done super well um, in, has he been in a movie? Not that I'm aware of. Not aware has he of. Just, okay, maybe that's, maybe I'm just dreaming that he was, but I don't think he's been done super well beyond anything i've seen in the comics like he's always like this mysterious like yeah he has his own purposes he has his own motives so him kind of bringing in like these what you think are nobodies in seasons one or two and like you don't really know sinister is kind of like the the puppet master behind all of it like being able to you know hey there was this mutant one of the last few that were you know born recently that was abducted like why because sinister wanted the dna to try to clone them or make more of them or whatever so Mm. um I think Sinister would be a good, like, even you could bring in multiple mans, like, hey, you were born a mutant, sort of. Like, you were just born. Why? Because right. Sinister was messing with your parents. Like, that's why. Something like that. Okay. Uh, and you you came and you made this what you thought was going to be a different type of mutant. I don't know. Okay. Um, I like it. I'd watch the okay. show. Great. Okay. Let's, let's do it. I, I guess I'll play multiple man since we don't have anyone else right now. So <laughs> listen, uh, I would still watch the show. I would still watch the show. It would maybe be a little more difficult uh, depending on the rest of the cast, but, uh, okay. but yeah, I think that's, a, that's kind of the thing is you almost would need like some characters. You, you somewhat recognize a little bit more. Like I, I mentioned all these other ones, but you would need someone who like, Oh, I know who that is from X-Men kind of like uh Deadpool. Like they were able to bring Colossus in, in the movies. And like, Oh, I know. I know Colossus like right. I and they, at that point you kind of knew Deadpool as well like it was this other character where it was yep. recognizable yep. they weren't an A-list superhero but they were like at least a B tier where oh, people yeah. were like I know what Colossus is yeah this would be yeah, this is good a good fit so you'd need someone not like a Wolverine but um I don't know like could you do Cyclops for a little bit maybe Cyclops you considered could. an A-list or I don't think so I was thinking I mean, that's part of the the uh, their dare, the daredevil draw right now for anyone watching streaming services they're like oh daredevil got it connected yeah. I know him from these who things. do I know yeah and who yeah. can I bring in that like then I can lift them up like it it could be a way to at least bring people in for a bit and then even if that character dips out later yep. you're at least invested in oh, the yeah. development of the ones that are there so. oh yeah I like it I like it so um Next several questions, putting you mm. in the shoes of multiple man. Uh, and you mentioned yeah. this a little bit at the top when you were talking about why this character was uh, appealing to you or one of the reasons mm-hmm. that it may have been mm-hmm. appealing to you. And so um, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, you were saying that sometimes when he would make dupes, uh, that they would be different aspects of his personality that pieces yes. of him, uh, yep. you know, and so like, yep. a, like a shattered mirror kind of thing that, that these things happen. And so, uh, if you were multiple man, what aspects of your personality would make great dupes and what oh, ones, uh, you know, what would make them effective? I don't <laughs> want to go into the um, too much. We can go into in the next little bit here with things that you might be worried about becoming dupes, but I don't want to. Oh, like, my, my brain right went to the, ne- like went right to the <laughs> negatives. Like uh, I'll, I'll save those. We'll, we'll save we'll them. Save um, okay. Yeah. So which ones I are you saying these make great my, dupes? Very effective. Yeah. My, my best dupes would uh, be willing to do all those home repairs that need to be done uh, that, you know, you live in a, you live in a house that is over a hundred years old. There's always stuff that needs to be fixed. So very good about doing the the work that needs to be done around the house. Very good about being helpful in the community. Like, you know, I, I had to kind of rearrange my schedule yesterday to fix my sister's car. Like I did it, but it would have been nice if there were two of me or three <laughs> or four of me. Uh, and they would, you know, being able to be happy. Um, 
I think that like my, my best aspects that would come out would hopefully be like the ones that would be helpful. Like, mm-hmm. because there are more of me, right. I can, I can give more. Now, what I think will probably come out if it ever happened is I would have napping mat. <laughs> I would have video game mat. Uh, I would have making food mat. Um, and then another napping mat because, you know, I just like, I like naps a lot. Um, that's probably what come on. I'd have to like, you know, round them up. Hey, we can't do this. We can't, like, we've got to be helpful. We've got to do this stuff. We've got to, like, there's so many of us now, like we can get so much done. So being able to like motivate my dupes. And this is kind of something you see in, in, in uh, the books is like, Jamie sometimes will produce a dupe and they're kind of a jerk <laughs> and they're kind of don't want to do anything. Like, no, I'm not doing that. And what happens is he just reabsorbs them. Like, yeah, we're not messing with that guy right now. <laughs> it's like these other bits of his personality would come out and like, I'm sure grumpy Matt who didn't, you know, get enough sleep the night before would, that'd be one of them. Right. Matt, like there, there's a Matt that comes out on the ice. I, I play ice hockey. There's a Matt that can come out on the ice. Like, he is just kind of a jerk. He knows how to get under people's skin and he knows what to do to get them off their game. And now in my older age, I've learned to like suppress that math and like not be that guy. Okay. But I'm, I think that guy will come out and he probably wouldn't just do it on the ice. <laughs> I think that guy was probably refined in the flames of Starbucks managerism. Uh, oh, you just keep, really... <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I've had to bite my tongue so many times uh, as a store manager, just like, yeah, you, you're absolutely not right, but I will help you no matter what you say. So, uh, yeah, I, I think overall, I think hopefully helpful mats would come out, like being able to go out and be more involved in people's lives, because I think we all can say this, the older you get, you get to have a family, you get to have kids. Those of us who have, you know, married and have kids, like mm-hmm. it, the time you get to spend doing the things you want to do versus the time you have to spend doing the things you must do, they're not balanced anymore. Right. And you might be able to have one game night a month, or you might be able to sit down and play video games one night a week and being able to split myself a little bit and be able to enjoy the things I want to enjoy, but also be as uh, helpful and kind and involved as I want to be like, that would be amazing. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, you reminded me when you're talking about uh, needing specific traits. Uh, I just finished the new uh, Doom Patrol. They've kind of rebooted it a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. and so I was reading the number one, and that was um, uh, so. If you've watched the TV show on HBO Max, um, uh, Doctor Niles is the chief for a long time, and then towards the more recent episodes, he's no longer there. And uh, Jane is kind of taking that position. Well, funny enough, in this new number one, they call this character the chief, but they don't ever reference them as anything else other than the chief until the end of the first book where they reference the person as Jane. And I go, oh, Jane is the chief now. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, But they're getting ready to interrogate somebody. And she says, I think I've got someone that can help with this. And she like does her little thing and then comes out as somebody else. And so she has... Uh, if you're not familiar with the show, multiple personalities that have different skills and powers. Oh, and okay. And so she like vibrates and then like turns into the other one. Boo, boo, so, boo, boo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So cool. Uh, so uh, you and I met uh, through LTN. You mentioned that mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, yeah. that you're one of the founders of LTN. So I would love for our listeners, viewers to be able to know a little more about LTN. What yeah. What you do at LTN, what exciting is coming up with LTN. Um, if you're if you're watching the video, LTN's in the background. Uh, well done. Well done. Uh, right there. Perfect. And X-Men uh, too. Yeah, X-Men <laughs> Arcade. 
that works too. Listen, that's why I know Colossus and that noise that he makes when you hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> very familiar, very familiar. So uh, oh, tell man. me about LTM. Yeah, I love uh, love thy nerd LTN. Uh, we were founded about f- just over five years ago um, because number one, us founders were all n- Christians and we're all nerds. Uh, now our nerd n- our nerdiness kind of goes in several different directions, but we're all nerds overall. And we always, uh, growing up, had seen this gap between the church and nerd culture, uh, where nerds were looked down upon. They were seen as lazy and wasting their time. And, you know, why would they want to do what they would want to do? And they were often um, ostracized and demonized and just pushed away. And in the same boat, the nerd culture saw the church as not accepting, not wanting to be uh, involved with what they're passionate about. Um, and so we saw this gap that between these two cultures uh, where we want to be able to come in and be like, Hey, we are nerds and we are Christians and we're going to love these nerds well, because chances are, they won't step foot into the church where you want them to be. Mm-hmm. And in the same boat, we want this, the church to be, want to help the church understand like, actually like you can love these people well where they are. Like think about the amount of time you spend on whatever hobby it is. Like we're all nerdy about something, yeah. whether that's sports or knitting or napping or whatever it is, coffee, like you're nerdy about those things. So how can you use like your passions and see that they have passions as well and meet them where they are mm-hmm. for who they are, for what they love. And so we, LTN was birthed out of that, this, mm-hmm. this desire to bring these two groups together. Now we have tons of podcasts that we do now around nerddom and randomness, random nerddom. Uh, that's the one I'm on very random nerd stuff. Um, we stream on Twitch, we go to conventions. And when we go to conventions, I'm talking like big gaming conventions, board game conventions, where there are 60 to 80,000 people. And we work with game developers. We'll bring a team of missionaries uh, with us that we then put into the developers booths to help them sell their stuff. And you're like, Matt, that doesn't sound like a mission strip. Like, well, hear me out. Most of these game developers that go to these conventions, that like, they're going to be in that booth for all four days for 12 hours every day, barely eating, barely having time to go to the bathroom, barely sleeping because chances are like their booth shifts 12 hours a day, but they're going to be hanging out afterwards, like trying to, to sell their game. So we bring competent and passionate people, put them in their booth to help them eat, take a break, sell their stuff. Like it goes a very long way just to show that like, Hey, we care for you. We love you. We see what you're doing here. And like, we find you valuable and we want to like, we want to help you sell your stuff. Like it's huge. And so we've built relationships just by being in the booth with people, because what happens is if I was to go in there and say, Hey, everybody, Jesus loves you. They'd be like, who's this guy? Like, can he like be quiet? Instead we go in and like, Hey, we're with love thy nerd. Like, how can we help you? And so when we build this relationship and whether that's like at one convention, like we're wearing LTN shirts, I see that, or whether that's at three conventions later, because we keep going these same ones, we see the same people and maybe you don't go to the same convention, but I do. Mm. And other people do who are then wearing the LTN shirts. They'll come in and the, these developers and these other people who go to conventions, they'll see our shirts and they'll say, Hey, here with LTN, like you are pretty cool. And because we've earned the right to speak truth into their lives, real conversations can happen. We're not just going in with a blanket, like, Hey, everybody repent or die. Like, no, we're not doing that. Like right, we're, right. what we're going in, like, we love you. Let's play a game. 
we love you. Like, let us help you sell your stuff. And then we kind of invite them. We don't kind of, we do invite them to our online community. Uh, we invite them like just to be friends online. Let's play a game online. Let's continue this relationship. Uh, and because I like, we can actually have real conversations where I'm not damning them. Mm. I'm not like rebuking them. I'm just like, Hey, this is what I believe. Like I'm doing this because Jesus loves you. And I want you to know that I'm not trying to make that weird, but I think it's truth. Mm. And we've had the ability to have real conversations now. Like, okay, you say that, like, what about this? Right. Why do other Christians do this? You say like, I used to be a Christian. Like they told me this, why? Like, so we become these people who, um, they feel safe around. Like mm. they even say things like, well, like I saw this on the news and I saw Christians did that, but like, I, I know that Matt's not like that. And Matt right. loves me. Right. So like being able to sit down and, and just like really know them and, real change can happen. And I don't mm. like, I don't want to be the one. Okay. I say that like, I don't have to be the one that, that sees even the change. Like I can go in and yeah. I can like, I can break up the ground and show them like, Hey, Christians actually aren't all that bad. And mm. Jesus does love you. And then someone else can like, if you know, the seeds can come, the watering can come, like all of that can come. Like, but if I'm just coming in and be like, Hey, actually like, I think you, you've been, you know, there's misrepresentation here of, of the Christians that like you've seen on the news, like it's mm. not what's going on. So we do that. Like that's a, that's a big chunk of it. Like building that relationship there, coming online, meeting them again at other conventions. But we also like are trying to train the church. Uh, we have a big conference. This is one of the things I'm excited about. A big conference coming up in November, uh, Nerd Culture Ministry Summit, where we're bringing, we're inviting other church leaders around the Texas area, Texas greater area. I know Texas is huge, but like we're trying to kind of like, you know, this is the area we're going for. And you're, if you're outside that area, no problem too. You can still come where we can train you and teach you and show you how to love the nerds in your church mm. and how to reach them. So uh, that's coming up in November. It's going to be, it's like our biggest thing of the year. Mm. And we're going to Gen Con, we're going to Origins, we're going to PAX Unplugged. You know, we're doing a lot of like smaller conventions as well, but the Nerd Culture Ministry Summit, uh, you can go to NCM, NCM Nerd Culture ncmsummit.com there you go <laughs> and check that out i knew it was just gonna take me a second to get that out but i, I did it uh and yeah if you, you're at all interested in what i just talked about like i would love to talk to you more about it. i was trying to like truncate it a little bit and like you know let you at least get an idea but um yeah did i miss anything no i think it's i think it's good man so um love that nerd.com there's plenty yes, of stuff there, there you go Ways mm -hmm. to, to connect with you and 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 kind of ask more about that. You've got a, a page dedicated to you, buddy, on on Love Thy Nerd, mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, that's good. I'm actually going to the uh, Nerd Culture Missionary Summit. Um, yeah, got my my spot, and uh, I'm, I'm wanting to go to a convention with you guys. I just got to find the the right one, the right one. So I'm, I'm excited. May I interest you in PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia in December? Listen, I, I I am excited. I I, I okay. do like that idea. Uh, I've never been to Philadelphia. Uh, oh, the yeah. cheesesteaks are to die for. You might actually die eating not many ideas, but <laughs> they are to die for. Well, I, I, as long as I have cheesesteak and not cheesesteaks, I should be okay. You know, oh, yeah. I, I at least I have one quantity. a day. I think it's quantity. Yeah, one mm -hmm. a day, one a day, one a meal. As long as I have just one a meal, I should be good to go. I sometimes have two a day, and I feel like that's a bit much. So at least one a day, you're fine. Well, could you do like a, 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 a cheesesteak? And then a chicken cheesesteak, you know, you mix it up a little bit. There. I don't know. <laughs> I, you think you think that, and then you get there, and you're like, ah, I'm just gonna get the cheesesteak with the cheese whiz and the, the ketchup. There's a uh, there's a place here uh, in Gainesville near where I live that does cheesesteaks, and uh, they have all kinds of stuff they'll add on top of it. Uh, Jardinera is like the like things like pickled vegetables they'll put on top. Mm, okay, man. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's pretty good. Uh, my wife does not like it, so I don't really go often, but. 
I do enjoy going on occasion. Um, Next time I'm down there, we're going. Okay. I like it. I like it. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, well, cool. So uh, we mentioned lovethynerd.com. Mm-hmm. We mentioned ncmsummit.com.com.net.com. Mm-hmm. MCM, mcmsummit.com. Okay. Uh, and Because NCMS um, was taken. Just okay. if you own that, please give it back. Okay. <laughs> uh, so if they were <laughs> wanting to follow you somewhere else, socials, everything else, where uh, where would they be able to find you? Me personally? You personally, yes. Oh, if you honestly search uh, Matt underscore prime at most places, you will find me. If you want to find me on Facebook, Matt Warmbier, you'll have to find me there. But most places I am Matt underscore prime. Okay. Because of because Jamie Prime is uh, was what he called himself, the main nice. one. So nice. That is, uh, I just figured it was Optimus Prime and you were Matt Prime. See, and now it's even like nerdier, isn't it? Like now, like it just peels back a layer of the onion. Matt underscore Prime because it's Matt Prime because there are a lot of Matts in the world. So there you go. There you go. And we're all well, dupes. Well, very cool. Well, very cool. Well, Matt, I appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, talking yeah. multiple man with us. And Absolutely. We'll have you back on when we do Last Ronin with Bubba and uh, Todd. Please do. I'll need to like do a quick reread, but I'm, I've read it and I loved it. So awesome. I'm in. Cool. Thanks, man. Yep. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to the show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode, uh, which I think is Birthright with Todd Turner. Really excited about that one. Great comic series. And we're going to talk about that uh, soon. So hopefully that's the next episode. If not, there'll be another treat. Um, uh, links to so much more, uh, all kinds of things we're doing are all in the show notes. You can find the show notes either in your podcast listening app. If you're on YouTube, they're at the bottom of the YouTube video, or you can go to nextgennerd.com and they're there with every episode, uh, links to our socials, uh, links to, uh, things that have mentioned in the episode, links to our, uh, our merch shop, um, all kinds of stuff. So I encourage you to check those things out if you want more Next Gen Nerd. Well, that's it for this episode. Until next time. Peace out, Seacrest!